You've tuned in to 96.7 on your FM dial. This is CKLU. In fact, CKLU.ca if you want to go there. Well, you know, you could be on Radio Garden as well. Now, that's a very cool tool if you haven't used it before. You just rotate the globe and uh, you eventually hover over where you want to be and you then pick the station. If it's there, it's a public radio station usually. It's incredible. Around the world, music from... Azerbaijan, Albania, let me do all the A's uh, that I can, Algiers, and now I'm talking about cities, but anyways, today we're going up the alphabet, we're going to Nanaimo, Nanaimo, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island, not Victoria Island that a lot of people think it's on, uh, because that's way up north, Nanaimo is just the other side of the Malahat, well not just, but it's a it's a bit of a drive. Uh, The Malahat, so coming from Victoria north, it's a beautiful town with palm trees and all those things not that many but you know i mean it's not a whole forest of palm trees but they people do have some it's a temperate rainforest i think maybe that's what you'd classify it as anyways who is my guest and why is she here let me ask her what her name is charita davenock and charita davenock we've been talking for years yeah. Yes, that's true. Very true. <laughs> she nods her head. I, I'm because we're actually on a Zoom call, and um, I can see the top of her head. And and uh, anyways, you know these these ongoing challenges with technology. In any event, Tarita, I have to ask, what do you do? Because that really frames why you're here. What I do now, I could be very philosophical, or I could tell you my title. <laughs> So my title is CEO of Travel for All, which is um, a travel, a plus travel agency. But one of the, of the theme, things that we do that is polar opposite to any other agency is that we basically customize vacations for people I say specific requirements because we hate the word disability, but in essence, that's what we do. So somebody who has, like myself, I have MS, somebody else has a spinal cord injury, or a senior who is a slow walker and can't keep up with that group as they're touring the Louvre. And so we do all of those sorts of things that we make the world Accessible for everyone. Are you, I get the sense that you, well, I know you're unique, but are you unique as a travel agency? We are very unique. Some of the things that we do, I've told other travel agents that they laugh. We do things like somebody, I'll give you an idea. Somebody wanted to go to India to visit families. This person was a quadriplegic. And that was all fine. We could arrange everything, but he needed to have a hospital bed, a wheeled commode, a hoyer lift in every destination that he went, which is fine. We can arrange that. However, one of the main shops that he had was in the state of Punjab. And he was going to be visiting this tiny little village surrounded by dirt. <laughs> so we basically had to set him up with a hospital wheelchair, pardon me, hospital bed, and all of those um, items I listed off. 
in this very, very remote city. And then also you wanted to visit uh, Mumbai, you wanted to visit Delhi. So all of these five-star hotels, thank goodness that I speak the language, because otherwise trying to explain this to someone who does not speak you English. Sp you speak Punjabi? I speak Punjabi, Hindi, it's a Gujarati, and I get by on French. I know what I have to ask order at McDonald's appearance because well, I, they have no idea what large fries is. <laughs> it's just been pumped. Way. Absolutely. Now, it, you know, I, I knew that you probably spoke Gujarati because you had talked about Mumbai, and that's uh, in that uh, that province, isn't it? Bombay, Bombay, or I, I should call it Bombay, Bombay. because I really think it's changed. Too. Yes, you've been in the travel agency for quite a period of time, too. Oh, Lord. I I left. I'm going to give you the synopsis of why I'm a travel agent, why I own a travel agency. Is I was I diagnosed with MS at 29, and at that time I was in a career as a social worker whose specialty was in working with families that had somebody on the autism spectrum. And that was my, my case, though. That's what I did. So I stayed doing it for another four or five years after my diagnosis. But it began to become really, really quite tedious and tiring. I was driving all the time. And so my neurologist said to me very easily, find a different career. So I, <laughs> I went back to my first love, which is travel. I mean, fortunately, I have traveled the world. And so that seemed like something that would be of interest to me. So when I started looking up to see, well, who are you just travel for anybody that has a disability? I don't think Canada, nobody. But Pardon me. So There's are there... Are there in America? I mean, if we have nobody, usually they have 10 times the number of people we have. So 10 times zero is still zero. Well, exactly. And in the U.S., there are probably, I would say, two reputable, usable, recommendable travel agencies. So it, it's, it is really something that this demographic is something that people just don't think of. But just imagine that you broke your leg and exactly. you're in a cast. Yep. And you've got to go somewhere. You've got these plans with friends to be in Port Verita. And you are in a cast from your top of your hip down to your toes. Well, you fall into that, that category now. If you go to any travel agency and you say, well, look, I've got this problem with seeing my big use cast. I can't stay in a regular room because I can't climb stairs. I can't lift the thing up to a high bed. Most beds are so high, you need, you know, an elevator to get to stop them. But he was really dumbfounded as to what, what do I do? And the travel agent had no idea. She said, well, you can still go to the resort. Just Basically, lay on the beach, have a good time. Oh. Well, that's great, but can't stay on the beach 24-7. So that, he fell into our demographic, as well as the aging. They call it the silver, silver tsunami. 
because everybody who is retiring with age comes some type of not 19 anymore that has to be looked after. So let's say you walk slower, you don't hear quite as well or see quite as well, but you're retiring. You've done your many, many years of work and you're ready now to retire and you have this pot, and I seriously mean pot, money that you could use to spend on travel or other activities, but you have rheumatoid arthritis, you have diabetes, you they use a wheelchair because you really walk so late, you fall all the time, you're a demographic. But we never say to somebody who is, like my mother, I'll give my mother as an example, she's eight years old, she shuffles, literally shuffles, doing problems. But you can't tell her that she is disabled. She's had hip, both hip replaced, knees replaced. Um, but if I say, Mom, you're disabled. No, I'm not disabled. I can still cook. I can still do things. I just need to help, have people help me. Well, that's her demographic. Yeah, and no so, kidding. But it's a different way you have to approach it. It's much more... Actually, all of our clients, we don't like to use the word disabled. They have a specific requirement. I mean, one thing that's really, really cool when I was in Dubai, um, in Dubai, anybody who has a disability, they don't say they are disabled. They are people of, um, pardon, people of distinction? No, wait, that's not what it is. Uh, let me, hang on, let my MS brain get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but Tarita, um, you know, it doesn't take much to change our ability. How's that? Uh, so an injury to a back, an injury to a knee, an injury to a hip. I've experienced it. Suddenly you're using a cane. And I will tell you, now, I can't speak to every airline or every hotel or every transit authority or whatever. But my experiences in Toronto on the UP Express, um, Air Canada, both at small regional airports and at large terminals like, uh, you know, YYZ, uh, Pearson International, or Ottawa, they are so helpful. I mean, whether it's uh, putting up a ramp, whether it's assisting you to your seat, whether it's helping you put things away, I will say that it must have been so hard to get to where we are today. You know, and we're not there yet. No, I know. Oh, we're not. The U.S. has had an act since Reagan. Reagan was the one who actually signed the Accessible Act, the ADA in the U.S., which is, the U.S. is lovely, though most of our clients are from the U.S. It's a oh. very litigious country. Because if you, if they are in a wheelchair and they can't get to your restaurant, well, good, you are going to be sued. Canada had anybody with a disability fell under the Transportation Act, which was the same as buses. It was ridiculous. So Canadians have really fought for quite some time to say, you know what, we pay taxes. We need to have our rights just the same as every other Canadian. So mm -hmm. they started the act, a Canadian is called a CDA. And 
and we started and it went through to the first process it has to of course go through to be through the UK process to agree because of course we're a sovereign country. So when they said yes, okay, it's great, then Canada, the government said, okay, now the smart way to do, do this is going to be for every province to develop their own access act. Oh my goodness. Isn't that complicated? Agree. Well, actually, I now just be asked to join one of 17 people to help create an access act for British Columbia. Yes, I saw Which that on your perfect. profile. You've been involved yes, so for some time. I've been a pain in the ass for some time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I write. I I tell them all the time. I mean, Justin Trudeau, I met him many, many, many years ago when he was teaching in university. He's mm. not a lot older than I am. And so I met him years ago when he was just this young fellow who was teaching and, and of course he followed in his father's footsteps to some degree. He's not quite quite as aggressive as Pierre was, but in any case, so he then saw that, okay, look, this has to be done. We actually created a proposal to put it through to the government saying, look, you've got all these grants coming out of the wazoo. This is our idea. People with disabilities are have the lowest employment rate anywhere in mostly any country. They are usually post-secondary educated, but yet they're overlooked for employment because they're looked at as being well. How do we how do we know that they can get in the door? Your meeting group is upstairs, so well, we're not going to interview that person. So now it's come to this point where, yes, you are going to interview that person. And yes, if that person fits the categories, you are going to also hire that person. So it is down to becoming really a rights issue. And so shopping centers are, I mean, I can tell you many, many places that really have to wake up. And I'm part of an organization downtown, which I try to actually join, but they are trying to make areas accessible right now for kids, I think, but it's going to, to span out. Nanaimo, Nanaimo is probably the least accessible city, I think, anyway, than anywhere in... Why are you living there, then? Uh, well, because it was fine before I had that <laughs> <laughs> And your friends and are there, it, and your mother's there. And my friends here, yeah. my family's here, my business is here, my husband's here, so I have to ask you mm. first. But I would, in all honesty, I was born in England, so I am British by birth, so I would love to go back to England. And just once, please, my husband was retired yesterday, and I would like this this business that I have, I don't want to stop it. I want it to be passed on to somebody else that has the same passion, tenacity as I do, to ensure that it remains available to all people. And so that's why I, as much as I keep trying to 
somehow I keep pushing the zoom button and away I go. I don't but, think I've known you to slow down over all oh, these I years. I'm right back at you here, right back at you. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't slow down because this is something that's so passionate to me, and I get really, really quite ticked off when I go shopping. It's my girlfriend's birthday a couple of weeks back, so I was to because this nice basket full of nice things, nice smelly things. And so I wanted to go buy a really nice candle. So off I go to a store that sells candles. I won't name them because it would be mean. But anyways, Bath and Body Works. I went there and I they had all these lovely displays out for, for Valentine's Day. I could not, I mean, when I go, I take the wheelchair, my wheelchair, I have a lovely scooter that buzzes me about. There's no way in God's great earth I can get, get into that store without damaging at least five displays. So I thought, okay, well, see, I'm not going to spend any money here. I continued on through the shopping center until I went into a larger store that didn't have candles somewhere. And I could get in and out and their, their aisles were wider, so it was an easier access to me. So they got to enjoy the 60 or more dollars I spent there. But had that other store been aware of the fact that they've got people that want to shop there, that have money, that are disabled, they would probably redo the, their whole store. And, you know, it's funny, I always laugh because they have Seniors Day. At, here and everywhere. This day, Tuesday is Seniors Day. 15% of all meat, whatever, whatever they're all offering. But seniors have requirements that have to be met. To be met. It really is. It's not an issue of accessibility it's an issue of customer service Absolutely. people have the money and the desire but you are not recognizing what they need to be able to spend money at your store whether it be your store your hockey rink your school your university whatever it may be there's always something that needs to be addressed and i i can call i went to uvic and you see, and oh my gosh, lots of universities. And that was when I could, when I think back now, I think, oh my gosh, how would I have gotten to one-on-one philosophy now? There's no way, because I remember it was, it was a three flights of stairs. How the heck would they do that? I would not get to that no. class. So now, universities, everyone's kind of going, wow, yeah, we need to make changes. And change is hard, and it is, can be expensive, but it doesn't need to be. There's this really lovely fellow named Luke, and he's Canadian. He started a, a mission called Stopgap. Yes. And so... Have you heard of that? So it's really quite neat. The local home depots, etc., donate the wood, and people make essentially little um, ramps. Right. Yeah. And so when you go to a store, you look, you think, oh, look, there's this little bump. I can't get over that. 
out comes this nice little piece of wood that there's a ramp and then you go. Yes, access. How easy. Yeah, access for all. That's another one that does a very similar product. You know, Tarita, exactly. Tarita, I think one of the things that our language has changed. So I think we've morphed and we say things like barrier free and barrier free is barrier free for everybody. And it should include everybody. Um, you exactly. know, yeah, you know, you're in a very interesting spot. Um, I don't mean geographically. I meant mentally, uh, you know, uh, our Canada is aging. Uh, we are going to need to think some of this through better, don't you think? We are really in a spot where I think every so many minutes people retire. And so opening up positions for teachers, for nurses, for doctors, for all these people that have moved into the next realm of their existence, which is which is retirement but yes who's going to do these things and it could be people with disabilities and so you know what it is i worked with somebody in, in england actually they have purple purple tuesdays purple wednesdays what this is called the purple panel and what they did is they all, they formed this huge organization and they all, one day, all dressed in purple and had signs that said, help me spend my money. And that was just basically it. It was so true. And I have said so many times, I've said to my husband, I'm going to go there with a sign that said, help me spend my money. And he said, you should go through there as well. I says, I tried to spend money here. I spent 80 bucks to start the street. But it is really a customer service model. Don't look, take the word disability out of the equation. If you have somebody who speaks Japanese coming to stay at your home, you're going to go shopping, get some nice Japanese food, going to books and menus and things, you're going to accommodate them because they are Japanese and you're not. So you're going to try to make your home much more friendlier for somebody who's coming from another country. And you're accommodating their needs, which is really what all people with disabilities or specific requirements, as we say, they want to be accommodated, where you don't want to be treated special. The word special need should be taken out of the equation. If you have a special need, we need to be accommodated. So you'll see lots of times when universities are doing lectures, yes. they'll have kind of in small print, um, let us know if you need to be accommodated. Hmm. And that basically means it's like, let me know if you can't hear or you can't see or you can't climb stairs. Let us know ahead of time and we will make some type of arrangements for you. And so that, that's where the good spot. Canada is an amazing, amazing spot, but I've had clients from Paris, from Europe, once come to Vancouver Island and they've wanted to go to the West Coast and visit Long Beach and Tofino yes. and we had some great young young place to you go if you're young and you're server, you want to go there. But there is 
there are two hotels that can accommodate people. They have accessible rooms. There's only two. That's it. So I had a group of 10 people, 10 wheelchairs and their spouses. We couldn't help them, which is really, really sad. We could help them in Victoria to a certain extent, but in Imo, no. Parksville, no. Qualcomm, but, no. But isn't it changing where it was not accessible before your actions, other actions, the government regulations, new bylaws around things, a guidance from uh, housing, uh, like even in terms of the position of door handles or the position of uh, crosswalk buttons or any of these things are becoming mm, better. Absolutely, and it's going to take some time. It really will. So I'm not going to overnight. Uh, the ADA in the U.S. They are still trying to get it to be tweaked to be absolutely including including everyone. Um, and regulars around many many years ago, you can see the time frame that it takes to. It's not final. It's not final in the U.S. I mean, they still have what's called March on Capitol Hill. Yes. Oh, the doing is going there to say, hey, we want this still and this still and this still. And so that's, it's not perfect by any means. I would probably say places that I would say have really taken us being people with requirements into account is Europe. Yes. Going to Germany is so much easier than going to, to Toronto. Oh my gosh! The trains, I, the buses, the, uh, the the waiting areas, the considerations. But you know, we do live in a northern country with winter. I noticed the other day so many people here in northern Ontario who would have wanted to get out, but they couldn't because the sidewalks are just a, a layers of mush, and you know it's yeah. going to be a problem. And, uh, you know, what, what do we do for, you know what, I do notice there are some stores, Tarita, where there has been perhaps a family member, say it's a family-owned business, and they they recognize suddenly it all, but, you know, maybe it's not so sudden, some of this. It's a slow creep that catches us, and we, we need to make changes. And, you know, some people do. Um, you know, there is there is a movement afoot, I think, to be more inclusive. There is, there is, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times, we assume that that particular restaurant or store doesn't take us into account. No. We don't see a ramp or anything, to get, and then we leave. Mm. But you get this restaurant in Victoria, it's one of our favorites, called John's Place, and they have stairs to get into it. So one day we went there, and I was in my wheelchair, had one of those bad days and so my husband said well we can't go here there's steps getting into it so out comes a staff member and she says oh you guess you can she pulls out this cool wrap that they built and up I went had we not really I guess said anything or sat there looking yes. like we really wanted to be in there we would have missed that. Now that can happen a lot. You go to a lot of places that do not, you think, you assume 
that you well, maybe, do not add anything to accommodate you. Maybe that's the thing too, Tarita, is, you know, calling the restaurant beforehand and saying, do you, ha are there barriers for me? Gosh, well, there's so much more we can talk about, Tarita. I know you and I have wanted to collaborate on print, on print publications. We haven't done it yet. We will, I guarantee. What an interesting yeah. discussion. You know, we are coming to the closing moments today. Well, in this episode, I want to thank Tarita Davinock for her expertise, her her energy on making our world a better place, uh, improving everybody's quality of life. Tarita, thank you so much. Thanks, you. It was great to talk to you. You've tuned in your into retirement. <laughs> in my retirement. You've <laughs> turned into ninety six point seven on your FM dial. This is Hugh Cruzel, and the program is available to you on CKLU.ca. Just Google my name, Hugh Cruzel, and the word podcast, and you can listen to this and many other episodes. Bye for now, folks. <laughs>